Welcome to the MedMan Podcast, a podcast focused on helping you level up your practice. I'm Jesse Arnoldson. And I'm Jay Holmes. Through interviews with some of the most successful leaders in the industry, we help uncover resources, tools, and ideas to help you level up. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's program. Hey, everyone. Jesse here with the MedMan Podcast. We're back with Chuck Hulse for episode two. In part one of the interview, just as a reminder, we discussed what Chuck described as a failed deployment where he was able to intervene in EHR implementation gone wrong and bring it back from a point of where physicians and other healthcare professionals in the medical group were experiencing burnout and discouragement. In this episode, we're going to talk about a point in Chuck's career where he had to deal with a financial turnaround in a medical practice. And thanks for joining us again, both to the listeners and to you, Chuck. Thanks for coming back. Hey, glad to be here, Jesse. All right. In episode one, we talked a little bit about your reasons for being in healthcare, both from when you first got into the industry as well as as what kind of keeps you going right now. I'd like to dive into that a little bit more. Chuck, in a really difficult industry, healthcare, and then you take it down one more subset to medical practice management, this is not an easy career choice you've made. So I wanted to to maybe get your thoughts on what you do to keep your your flame lit. How do you keep engaged and fulfilled in in the career choices that you made? Yeah, that's a great question, Jesse. I think that we're we're experiencing in the industry levels of burnout among all professionals, not just physicians and clinicians and people who are on the front lines doing clinical care, but our administrators, the the pressure that we're we're under these days with regulatory issues, financial constraints is is tremendous. And so you know, my heart goes out to everybody who's out there trying to keep their their energy up. I found a couple of things that I think are pretty key to that over over time. And one thing that I realized is that it's so important to surround us ourselves with people that inspire and, and nourish us, right? You know, these people, you know, we, we choose who we hang with and they both challenge us and support us. So we choose the environments that we want to work in. And all too often people are not in the right place, whether it's the organization or with the group that they're in. And instead of being an energizing situation, it tends to be an energy drain. So the first thing that I I try to be very clear about is that I want to work with people that are going to push me and encourage me and have a great environment to live in. That's fantastic. I can empathize with that a lot. You know, it I can tell when I'm doing well in my career, when I'm feeling kind of at my at my best. It's it's usually when I'm I can look around and see an incredible team around me and recognize the the impact that has on on me as an individual. I, I love that. Yeah. So the other thing that keeps me going is that I've been a lifelong learner, right? So the idea that we're constantly learning is a very, very important thing. And and not just learning the technical knowledge of uh, what it takes to run a medical practice, but the, the interpersonal things as well, how to be a good leader, how to be a good manager. And the thing that I have recognized over time is that, you know, fear holds us back sometimes. You know, there have been times where I have not wanted to move a step forward for fear of failure or for fear of being looked at as somebody who didn't know what they were doing or and, and so we hold ourselves back and i think that there's a cycle here that i've come to appreciate that has to do with 
you know, just leaning into this little bit of fear that you have, accept the challenge, you know, learn something. Right. Uh, and then build on that learning and, and build your confidence, right? So you learn something new, you build your confidence and you're, you're better able then to take the next step the next time you're a little bit fearful of moving in one direction or another. So recognize that you can overcome fear. It's so important, particularly when it comes to, to learning and being a good professional. Thank you, Chuck. Let's, let's get to the meat of the episode. Let's talk about, you know, one of my favorite things is finding your success through failure. You know, we, we all learn a lot from the wins we have in life, but we learn even more from the losses. Can you maybe dive into a, an example of that from somewhere in your career where maybe things didn't go as well? What happened? What did you learn most from? Yeah, hardly a month goes by where I don't reflect back on, on a particular situation where I failed at so many levels. I'm surprised to even have uh, the career that I've had <laughs> following that. Right. But once again, you know, I, I think I talked about a little bit about being part of a uh, healthcare system in my first interview with you. And, and, I, and, and again, I'm going to talk about being part of a healthcare system where, you know, I was the executive director and the first executive director that this medical group that sat inside an integrated healthcare system. So there, you know, there was an interesting situation, as you might expect, the someone was responsible for the medical group prior to me arriving. And it was one of those things where it was added on to a vice president's job description. So they really didn't spend a lot of time building and nourishing the group per se and building it. There was very little infrastructure that was there. I mean, very little. Uh, I had a director of operations that was kind of responsible for everything. And because it was a hospital, everything was matrixed, right? Right. So there's the HR department, the finance department, the IT department. So there's no cohesiveness within the, the medical group. So there's little infrastructure, no reporting, not a lot of information. I stepped in and almost immediately thereafter, the vice president quit. So I ended up starting anew and trying to set a tone for building a, a, a good, valuable organization. Again, I mentioned this earlier, you know, the idea that we have to produce results is really important, but we have to also build organizations where people will will thrive that are built on values and a good culture. And so I set out to do that and uh, not a small task in any organization. Right. I guess the first thing I did was was uh, to think about, you know, where are we at financially? I mentioned that we, there was no infrastructure or, or very little information. So right. we, we, this is probably a good starting point for, you know, what went wrong. I had a meeting with the CEO and uh, after a few months there and I, I, we're kind of mid fiscal year and I said, Hey, you know, we're tracking to lose about $6 million this year. And he said, no, that that's not right. You probably don't have the reports that you need to tell you that. The reality is that I had pretty much dialed that in, yeah. uh, taking a look at an RVU reimbursement model that pretty well projected where we had been and where we're going. So he said, "No, that's not that's not going to be the case. Uh, you don't 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 worry about it. We'll we'll be fine." So uh, as time goes on, we ended up losing six million dollars that year. And uh, he looked at me in surprise and said, "Well, how did that that happen?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, it was predictable, <laughs> and, and here's why. You know, we're making significant investments in growth and providing patient access and hiring physicians. We've opened up X number of new offices." I think there were five offices that we opened. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, we're, yeah, we're, it's costing us uh, cash. So what do we do? So we struggled. And uh, ultimately, to make a long story short, the CEO 
was removed by the board and I had a new reporting relationship to a new CEO. Uh, oh, wow. The new CEO came in and I said, uh, you know, here's kind of what's going on with our infrastructure and our investment and our losses. And he said, well, we can't lose six million again. And I tried to explain to him that we're on a track. The die was cast that we'd already hired X number of physicians. And I, I've already and I've done the projection. Here's what it's going to be. So we had a rough 18 months and uh, right. included during that process was my need to call a number of physicians who had accepted contracts from us and say, you don't have a job. I'm sorry, we, we're oh, going to wow. renew, we're, we're going to renege our contract. And so we went through a lot of tough times. Ultimately, we ended up losing 3 million that year. So it was a, you know, 50% improvement, a great improvement, but still uh, not good was not, we didn't hit the target. Now, what was the target? The CEO had set a target of zero losses. We will have no losses in our medical group, right. which may have been unrealistic. I still think it was probably unrealistic, but that was the target that he, he had set. So, you know, failure, gosh, failure at so many levels, Jesse. I, I, uh, the first, I think, is the failure to execute. That's what we get paid to do, right? As administrators, as professionals, to produce results. And I have to own that, that I, I produced better results, but I didn't get the results that were needed for the organization. Well, Chuck, I, I can appreciate how hard it is to look back at, at something like that situation and, and dissect all of it because it's just so complex. The problem is just full of complexity, but I appreciate the, or the thoughtfulness that you've had on it to go back and try and find areas where you could have done better. You know, that's, that's half of, of the learning process for us as, as medical group professionals. You know, we have to be able to go but sit down, look back at a situation and find the couple of golden nuggets from, you know, some of our failures and, and some of our successes and, and, you know, really think about what we would do different in the future. Not in a, not in a negative way, but in a, from a, from a place of curiosity and a desire to learn and be better. Right. right. Chuck, how do you, you know, one, one question for you that, that we haven't really prepared for. How do you, Chuck, force yourself to look back on situations, to learn from failures and successes and not just, you know, move on to the next thing without addressing all of, you know, d addressing everything that just happened? Well, I think, you know, uh, it just takes time. You know, it's taken me a long time to be able to look back and with through the right lens and acknowledge that I could have done some things differently and, and um, the organization could have done some things differently. And there are, I think, a, a couple of things that come to mind with regard to that. One of them is that we all need to control um, our, within the sphere that we work. And when we're in a large organization, so many times that we things are happening to us and uh, that we don't have any control over, you know, in a lot of, right. I gave an IT example, you know, I didn't have a control of the IT department. So when I failed to deliver a particular opening at a clinic that needed to be open because the technology wasn't there, I, I could have pointed fingers and said, well, it's not my fault, but ultimately right. it is, you know, so the ability to collaborate, but I didn't have any, I didn't have direct control over that. So controlling within, within, our, within our sphere, I think is the idea of helping us, not take things personally so much and and to to uh, recognize that in this case i had a situation where the organization didn't understand that uh, growth requires cash does that sound familiar at all absolutely every month from our cfo 
Jay. <laughs> yeah, Jay, Jay just is, is point on, you know, that you can't have both, you know, you have to make an investment. And so that was beyond my sphere of control. I had to recognize that personally, I needed to focus on things that I could control and, and set aside those things that I couldn't control. The last thing I probably, I would say at the other level of, of understanding that I've come to, you know, come to deal with really is that I failed, I failed myself to live up to my own advice. And early on, I talked about the cycle, the fear of, of learning and, and uh, so forth, and to surround myself with people that inspire and nourish me, right? Right. Well, that situation, you know, I was in a situation where, you know, there was a lot of blame being handed out and, and I, it was not the right environment for me. You know, I didn't have a team of people that inspired and nourished me. And, and honestly, I failed to walk away. Uh, and I, I should have at that point in time because do me any good, didn't do the organization any good. But, you know, we're, we're all so proud sometimes that we can't make a change, even though we kind of know it's necessary. Right. So I, I learned at that level from my failure there as well. So I would encourage people to learn from that and the extent that they aren't in a situation that inspires them to, to find the, that place where they can be. You know, there's a lot of reasons that people don't leave situations where they just, you know, they, they need to be in a better place. And that can be because they've perhaps sunk so much of their life or money or time into into a project or an organization or a relationship. And it's, it can be really hard to walk away from that. And then also tying back to your, you know, just overcoming fear. You, you can, there's a lot of fear that goes into, well, do I, do I just chalk this up as a failure in my life? Or am I going to be viewed as such leaving the organization? You know, just a lot of, a lot of things keep us in a, in a trajectory, a, a negative trajectory that it's hard to get out of. But yeah, no, what a hard lesson to learn, but a good one to learn for sure. Well, Chuck, thank you for just everything that you shared with us from the the story on the EMR to this really difficult situation that you went through with, with the financials of that hospital system. It was an absolute pre- pleasure to have you on the show, Chuck. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. It's good to be here with you. And I think the overarching issue for me really is just that we need to continue to grow and develop you know, our learning is, as some people say, is right outside our comfort zone. Right. Uh, that's the case that we all need to, to recognize that we need to experience just a little bit of discomfort in order to uh, really can in- continue to, to learn and grow as a professional. Fantastic. Well, thanks, Chuck. Appreciate you being on. Good to talk with you, Jesse. Take care. All right. And thank you all for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Chuck. For the show notes, transcripts, material from the show, and everything else MedMan does, head over to our website at medman.com. Remember, we'll be here twice a week sharing insights, ideas, and tools to help you level up your practice. Thanks again for joining us today. Thanks for tuning into the MedMan podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's featured guest. For the show notes, transcripts, resources, and everything else MedMan does to help you level up, be sure to visit us at medman.com.